welcome to Cancer Conversations. I'm your host, Erica Matthews. I am a wife, mom, and wellness coach. I understand the trauma of getting a cancer diagnosis and the intense battle a person instantly steps into. This podcast is all about learning how to overcome adversity and how activating faith plays a key role in the outcomes we want to have. Each week, I will be bringing you education and inspiration, as well as interviews with other fellow warriors. Get ready to be empowered in your faith, mindset, and your health. Now, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to a new episode. I am so excited for this week's guest on my show. I'm going to introduce her briefly, and then we'll just get right into it. So, My guest today is Rachel Luna. She is the author of Permission to Offend, and she's a highly sought after international speaker and certified master neuroscience coach to six and seven figure earning entrepreneurs. She's named by Forbes as one of the 11 most inspiring female entrepreneurs. To follow on Instagram, this former U.S. Marine has a reputation for inspiring, confident action, and helping her clients double, triple, and quadruple their income. Her clients often refer to her as their secret weapon. Rachel calls herself a magnet for miracles because despite losing both her parents to AIDS, struggling with eating disorders in her teens, and battling alcoholism and depression in her early 20s, Rachel has never allowed herself to be limited by life circumstances. Instead, she has persevered, and when she was diagnosed with triple negative breast cancer in the summer of 2019, Rachel tackled it the same way she does everything, with confidence, faith, and love. Within 30 days, she was cancer-free, and today she continues to thrive, teach, and activate confidence in others. Through her top-rated podcast, Permission to Offend, which has listeners in over 90 countries around the world, social media platforms, email lists, courses, her live event, Confidence Activated, and journaling membership, the Faith Activated Journaling Experience, Rachel is on a mission to help 11 million women, wow, step into faith, worth, and wealth. Wow. Oh my gosh, Rachel, welcome to the show. This is amazing. Thank you so much for having me, Erica. I'm very excited to be here and chat all things cancer. (laughs) Yes, yes. I'm excited to see where God leads our conversation. So, so that, you know, this is a new podcast and Mm -hmm. my podcast vision is to inspire people to really step into faith for Mm -hmm. their healing and that people are healing themselves naturally. And you and I both are one of them. And so I, I want to share with everyone how you and I met. So you and I met through Kayla Craft. I adore her. I love Kayla. Yes. She's amazing. She was mommy millionaire and now she's rebranding herself. But uh, so that was, gosh, yeah, that was three and a half years ago. And she, oh, you remember when I was at her house. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, and that's I, more than three and a half years. That's like four years now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. No, you're right. Three and a half, three and a half. You're right. I'm wrong. Keep going. Keep going. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, so I had just gotten certified as a life coach through her uh, school mm-hmm. and uh, it was like, I came back from, you know, Newport beach to Boise and I started having mm-hmm. all the weird symptoms and all that. And then, mm-hmm. you know, through a series of testings found out I had stage four ovarian cancer, which was an absolute, as you know, it's yeah, like traumatizing, just even getting mm-hmm. that diagnosis and especially like stage four. But mm-hmm. so Kayla, you know, I remember she was like, oh my gosh, we have to have a zoom and we, we need to just worship the Lord and yep. pray over you, Erica. And so then she invited you in. And then, um, I think we even had a separate conversation, uh, outside mm-hmm. of that. And I remember you asking me, this was so profound to me. Because now I know, but you asked me, you said, Erica, do you know why you got the cancer diagnosis? And I remember being baffled by that. I was like, why are you asking me that? Like that, like, how am I supposed to know? I'm just a helpless victim of cancer. Do you know what I'm saying? 
So then fast forward, I go to my holistic uh, clinic. Do you know who Dr. Keneally is? No, but I will look him up. Yeah. Dr. Keneally is world renowned. She's, she's amazing. She does a lot of work with crispy cancer, Dr. Josh Axe. Uh, anyway, ah. so she, I went to her center for most of my treatment okay. and, um, anyways, she asked me the same thing. So it's like, why are, so then I, that, that was when, oh, okay. And I started really diving in mm. and going to the root of things. So anyway, so that's how you and I met and you told me your amazing story and it just gave me so much hope that, you know, if you could do that, so could I, you know, yeah. so so yeah, I am taking notes here of things like, oh, I got to make sure that I talk about this based on, you know, what you're saying. Okay. I mean, I have a lot of thoughts. You want me to just go ahead and start talking or you yeah. want to? Okay. Yeah. So let me just pa- kind of paint the story for listeners who are like, okay, what's your story? So my story is I was having the best weekend of my life, like the highest of highs. I had put on my first large scale conference called Confidence Activated. We had over 200 people attend. I mean, this was literally my dream come true. Have you ever had a vision for something and then it you actually get to see the vision come to life? That's what this was. Wow. On top of that, Erica, I generated over $90,000 in cash that weekend. So it was like every vision that I ever had for myself coming true all at once. And I go home and I'm relaxing and I'm exhausted. And two days later, I find this lump in my breast. Mm. And I thought, oh, that's weird. That wasn't there just a couple of days ago. Fast forward. I'm going to fast track this story. If you want to hear the full, full, full step-by-step nuance, you can listen to my podcast, Permission to Offend. It's episodes one and two, and we can link that on your show, Erica. Yep, but, but the fast track is we find out that it is triple negative breast cancer, which is the most aggressive form of breast cancer. And it disproportionately affects women of color, meaning that disproportionately women of color pass away. Um, because of financial circumstances, because limited access to care, because of limited funds, and because, um, believe it or not, there's this belief that women of color have a higher tolerance for pain. And so our symptoms and our complaints go uh, dismissed. In fact, my own first doctor dismissed me as well. But Mm -hmm. I'm such a little firecracker that I I literally said to him, sir, you are crazy if you think I'm leaving here today without a diagnostic exam, without a referral, because he told me, let's wait and see, come back in three months, Mm. because I did not have any history of breast cancer. And I, at the time of diagnosis was young. Um, There was no reason why it should have been breast cancer, why that lump should have been breast cancer. And so my first little tip for anyone listening, I know most of your listeners will probably be people already going through cancer, but even in recovery, you know, you never want to dismiss anything Mm. and we really tune into the voice of God because God was like, no, ma'am, you're not leaving here today. Just like that. So it's stage one. When I got staged, Mm. when I got the call, it's everything we all feel right. Your world is falling out from under you. You don't know what to do. I was so aggressive in that. No, I need to be seen ASAP. They were trying to push me off and push me off. Now, the thing is, I don't believe in coincidence. And a couple of months prior to the diagnosis, I had been watching a documentary with my husband. By the way, this documentary was quote unquote, randomly sent to me. Again, I don't believe in coincidence. I believe in divine appointments and divine delays and divine timing and divine, you know, suggestions. And so someone had said, I know you like documentaries. I think you'll like this one. I don't even remember who sent it to me. It was called cancer can be killed. You can't even find it anymore because they've taken it down. Mm. But in this documentary, they talked about alternative methods like hyperbaric oxygen and IPT and um, Laetrile B17 and high dose vitamin C and curcumin and just all these cryotherapy, juicing, enemas, all these things that you could do besides chemotherapy and radiation that would aid in the healing of cancer and wouldn't destroy your body the way that uh, chemotherapy and radiation do. And also what I didn't know then, but I came to learn was that 
most people that get recurrence, it's not because of the cancer, it's because of the treatment. And so disproportionately, people who have had uh, radiation and chemotherapy are seeing recurrences, not just because of the chemotherapy and radiation, because I know plenty of people that have done that and have gotten no recurrence, but it's because those people don't make any lifestyle changes whatsoever. So I want to go on record to say that it's not just one thing you have to have a complete lifestyle change. Now, Erica, the reason that I asked you that question, do you know why you got cancer is because there are so many factors for why someone without any history of cancer in their bloodline might get cancer. Genetics is just one component. So you have to start to look and see, examine your stress factors. I looked back and in the three to five years leading up to my diagnosis of 2019, I had been under an extreme amount of stress, pressure, worry, anxiety. I had had marital issues, you know, and within that time period, that was very difficult for my family. And I, I had been dealing with a lot of emotions of shame and guilt and unworthiness. And then I, thought I had healed from that, but then my business was doing really well, but I felt inferior. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was not good enough. And I was constantly striving and striving and striving and hustling and grinding. And there was this, like, I wanted to prove, and I've never admitted this to anybody, Erica, but this is so important. I was really feeling sorry for myself. Like I was this victim um, of circumstance, because if you know my story, like I have been victimized. I mean, basically since I was born, (laughs) I have um, stories of victimization, but I was choosing to live as a victim instead of recognizing that I was victimized, but I am no longer a victim because those things that happened in my past are not currently happening in my present. And they for sure do not need to reoccur in my future. So that's the first thing, oxidative stress in the body. The second thing is environmental toxins. When I looked around, I could see that I was eating a whole, just, there were so many toxins around me. I grew up in a house where, you know, if you wanted to get something clean, you were bleaching and mistoline and, and it's just like all this fragrance that we put in our body. Oh my gosh. Fragrance is like one of the worst things. Anything that has natural flavors in it is just so bad for you. And then I didn't know this, but there was black mold in one area of my house. Do you know that we still did not know until a year ago? So even after I was healed from cancer, there was still black mold in my house. And thank God I have such a new lifestyle. So there's that. So we talk about oxidative stress. We talk about um, environmental toxins. Now let's talk about diet and the food that you're putting into your body, because I was eating like crap. I would start my day. I had no less than three cups of coffee a day. My breakfast consisted of chocolate chip morsels that I would eat in hiding in the pantry because I had years of disordered eating. And I had this really silly, I don't know, habit that if like nobody saw me eating it, maybe I didn't really eat it. It's so dumb. Consciously, I knew that that was silly, but there was something in the unconscious. I was also feasting on gluten-free cupcakes. So breakfast, lunch, gluten-free cupcakes and dinner was like whatever fast food takeout we could find that was gluten-free. And I thought that as long as I was eating gluten-free, I was good to go. Now, here's the interesting thing. Sometimes we're getting all these warning signs, Erica, and we're ignoring them. I was ignoring all the warning signs because I could feel the inflammation. Now, I know that this is a podcast where we get to talk about faith. So do you know that inflammation is actually a curse? And inflammation is talked about in the Bible. Don't take my word for it. Google it. Look oh, no. At all the- I just saw that myself. Recently, I was floored. Yes. So inflammation is a curse. So now, since we can talk about um, faith here on this podcast, and I say, and I ask, why do you think you got cancer? Let's look at the generational bloodline curses. If you have a history of cancer in your family, then that is a spiritual curse that we need to come out of agreement and we need to be the bloodline generational curse breakers so that it ends with us and that no future generations are impacted. Now, let's say you were diagnosed and there's no history, but there could still have been a curse put on your family. Mm 
there could still have been someone in your bloodline making deals with the devil or having altars. I know that as a Puerto Rican woman, I remember going into family members' houses where they had altars, Santeria altars up. And um, Espiritismo is what we would call like spiritualists, but they were working in the black magic and the black whatever. I don't even, I don't know. And I don't even mess with that stuff anymore, but I know that just from the lineage, just from the bloodline of Puerto Ricans, which by the way, Puerto Ricans, we are um, descendants of the Taino Indians. And just from that heritage, there were so many practices of divinity and worshiping of other idols and false gods. And all of that gets encoded in your DNA. So there's a study called epigenetics and epigenetics will show you how emotions get stored in the DNA cells from generation to generation. And so you have to come out of agreement with all of the things that your ancestors have done in the past. You may have lived a totally righteous life in the eyes of the Lord, and you may have been reading your Bible and going to church and having prayers and, and talking to the Holy Spirit and wondering, but why God, why? And that is because God does not change. And those who have been blessed will stay blessed. And those who have been cursed will stay cursed until we come out of agreement and we repent for the sins of our ancestors until we come out of agreement with the covenants that the demonic covenants that people attached to us in our past have set. The other thing is unforgiveness mm -hmm. and bitterness, right? Yeah. So who have you been harboring unforgiveness and bitter roots towards? Maybe you have been offended. Maybe you have been grieved. Maybe someone has hurt you in the, in the most heinous ways. And if that is true, which by the way, I have many experiences in my lifetime where I have truly been wronged. I was molested. I was sexually abused. Just name it. I was raped. All of these things. And by the way, that is a spirit too. There is a perverse spirit of abuse, of sexual abuse and of molestation and of rape. You know, you, you hear of women who have been sexually abused and then they get raped or they've been raped multiple times by different men and the natural start to say, what's wrong with that girl? Gosh, she keeps putting herself into these horrible situations and we keep blaming the girl, but we don't stop and say, Oh my God, we must pray for that girl's family. We must pray for that girl's bloodline or, or that little boy. Because so here's the thing. Not only was I molested and sexually abused, but when my biological mother passed away, I have three other brothers from her. So I have three other half brothers. We were all scattered. Two of my other brothers in different homes were also abused. That is a spirit. That is a demonic spirit. And we need to start breaking it. Yes. Lord, I just pray right now for a hedge of protection to come over me right now. And anyone listening, I pray against the spirit of retaliation because I see you and I rebuke you. I renounce you and I come out of agreement with you right now. Father God, I pray for anyone listening to this podcast that you would cover them with protection, that you would keep them safe from any retaliation because we know, Lord, that when we have these conversations, the enemy gets big time mad. So we come against it right now. We bind it in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ over this conversation, over our families, over over our bloodlines. I pray a specific prayer of protection for Erica and her family, that there will be no retaliation for Erica because she is doing this good work, Lord, that she would not go grow weary and well-doing. And I pray the same prayer for myself, Lord, and for my bloodline, that you would protect us right now in the name of Jesus from any retaliation. Thank you, Jesus. Thank, Thank you. You. Yes. you know, so we have to do that too, by the way, when we start mm -hmm. having these conversations and we're saying the truth, then what do you and I pray before this began? Let the truth go viral. Yes. Let the truth go right. viral. And the thing is that when you're minding your own business, the enemy doesn't really bother with you because you're minding your own business. But when you start doing things that go against his pattern against his plans. That's when all hell breaks loose. Right. And so think about that. You're listening to a podcast right now where we're telling you there are other ways. And that's not to say that conventional methods don't have their place. I did have surgery. So the cancerous tumor was removed. Thank God. In the name of Jesus. Thank God. 
And also I did something called insulin potentiated therapy, IPT, which is low dose chemotherapy combined with insulin so that more of the bad cells are attacked and more of the healthier cells are protected. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you don't do anything. What I am going to say is to use righteous judgment and discernment to go into prayer and to fear God more than you fear man, because the Bible says, let God be true and every man be a liar. And just because the doctor says one thing, God says something else. That's right. You know, what God told me on July 4th, 2019 at 325 PM was that I would be healed in less than 30 days. And God gave me specific instructions. God told me to fast, by the way, these may not be your instructions. I'll tell you what God told me to do, but you test the spirit. You go into your own prayer closet. You grab your Bible and ask God to give you a revelation specifically to your diagnosis, specifically to your generation and bloodline. And so God told me to go into fasting for 30 days. Now, when God told me to go into fasting for 30 days, I, I was literally on my face and I stopped. I looked up like, what? Surely you didn't tell me to fast God, because prior to that, I did not have a life of fasting because I had already suffered, um, disordered eating. I had already struggled with anorexia and bulimia. And I was afraid because in the past, every time I tried to fast, I would fall back into disordered eating. And so I thought, God, you wouldn't tell me to do something that would be harmful to me, would you? And then God said, you have to trust me in this. You, This is not about disordered eating. This is about setting you free. The Bible says that there are some spirits and curses that can only go through prayer and fasting. Yep. So right. it doesn't matter how much belief you have. It doesn't matter how much faith you have. If you are not turning down your plate, and by the way, I know there's a lot of by the ways, but here's the thing, you know, the path to our salvation is straight and narrow. And there are all these fruits along the way that we have to write, like that they are by the way that we have to grab as we're going, right? These little fruits of wisdom, nuggets of wisdom, if you will. And so we have to be willing to dine on the nuggets of wisdom that God is giving us along the way. So prayer and belief are not all that it takes. And fasting True biblical fasting is, is turning down your plate, your, your food and your water, um, or, or however God instructs you, but you but it's not social media fast. It's not television fast. Those are great too. If you're, if you have made social media an idol, if you have made, um, streaming TV, a, a, a demigod in your life, taking away your attention from God, then sure you could do a fa that fast also, but for healing and for breaking these generational curses, we have to take on a posture of fasting. And that is why every first, um, through the third of the month, I participate in a fast led by my friend, Tiffany Montgomery called covered by God. I would encourage anybody who is looking to establish a life of prayer and fasting to go with cover by God. And by the way, this, this invitation is very specific. This invitation is for those of you that have the Holy spirit. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, if you are some sort of a, a, a seer, a watcher, and you came here to listen to this podcast so that you can see what kind of spells you can cast, you are not invited. You are not invited. And we just, we just command you to go right now. You don't even have any business listening to this podcast. You could just go right now. This ain't for you. This podcast is for those who are filled with the Holy Spirit. And this fast that I'm inviting you to is for those of you that are filled with the Holy Spirit, that you know Jesus is your personal Lord and Savior. Not that you know that he is the Lord and Savior, because you know the devil believes that too. The devil knows exactly who Jesus Christ is. The devil knows the scripture better than all of us most times. So you already know, and I put you on notice, and I'm looking at you right now. Go. Let's pause from this episode because I want to share about my wellness strategy sessions. If you didn't know I offer this, then definitely listen in. I created these sessions because I did not know someone who had the knowledge that I wanted, someone who had been down a similar path as me, and someone who would provide the prayer support that I was looking for when I got diagnosed with stage four ovarian cancer. Basically, I wanted someone who would help shortcut my journey. So in our sessions, we will take a deep dive into your current wellness plan, 
your lifestyle, and your protocol. We will develop a vision for optimal health. We will teach you how to stop living in fear and start feeling confident in your journey because fear plays a huge part and not a good part. We will also teach you how to uncover beliefs, blocks, and behaviors that prevent you from living the life that you desire. So here's a couple questions to ask yourself. Do you actually believe that emotional healing can help you receive your physical healing? Ask yourself if you struggle to feel confident that you're doing the right things to actually achieve wellness. And do you desire someone in your corner who can encourage, guide, and share their knowledge and experience with you? Well, if you answered yes to any of those questions, then we definitely need to chat. Please inquire at hello at ericamatthews.co. All right, let's get back into the episode. So the Lord said to me, July 4th, 2019, 325 PM fast, do communion with your family every Wednesday, wake up at four in the four in the morning and pray. And there was a great book that I was to be praying and, and reading It's called the great physician by Evelyn Gibson, the great physician still on call. There are wonderful healing prayers, not just for cancer, but for all kinds of diseases. I recommend it emphatically and God protect and bless pastor Evelyn as well. So we talked about lifestyle. We talked about spirits. We talked about epigenetics. We talked about forgiveness being a bitter root and you have to repent and forgive yourself and forgive others. We talked about environmental toxins. We talked about the, the benefit of, you know, having some conventional, if that's what God tells you to do. What did I miss Erica? Well, I'd love for you to share your, your routine and how you went mm. about this. Like, so you're kind of, we're the same in the sense of like, I had just follow the voice of God for my healing. Right. And a lot of people thought I was crazy because I still didn't have my full healing yeah. from the, you know, world renowned doctor that I was, you know, under, but the Lord told me I was done with her clinic and mm. I was stepping into a new season. And so I was close to my healing, but not fully. So I was like, okay, God. So, you know, what do you do? If you're, if you're the Lord's you, you mm. obey, like you have mm -hmm. to obey. So, yes. and again, I'm still on my journey, but I, I followed the Lord and he, you know, he set up a, basically he gave me kind of an in-home treatment plan, mm -hmm. but, um, and it's similar to a lot of things that you do with juicing and, yeah. you know, organic coffee enemas, all that. So I'd love to talk about your daily routine yes. and kind of what that looked like in the 30 days. But I do want to say this, that those who are getting radical results in their life are the ones who follow the voice of God. Yes. Like, and I think so many people, when they do get a cancer diagnosis, they are so full of the fear that they turn to the doctor. The doctor doesn't really help a lot of times. Like they kind of just feed into that voice of fear. And mm -hmm. if it's a conventional doctor, they really just only know the one way, which is what I call the cutting, burning and poisoning model. And mm -hmm. so then that's kind of what they do. But if, if Christians and, and even, you know, people who say they're Christians, whatever, if they really said, okay, the doctor is saying this, but what does Dr. Jesus say? Because mm. that he's got my future in his hands. He's got me in the palm of his hands and he has, he's got a plan. You know what I'm saying? And so mm -hmm. it's important to, sometimes we're going to marry the plans, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? But it's, it's most of all, it's important to follow what Dr. Jesus does. And I love that that's what you did too. So yeah. let's talk about all that. Okay. So remember I had told you about the documentary and as I was watching it, they mentioned all these different modalities. So the night that I got diagnosed, I was like, I need to figure out like what I'm going to do. Uh, and I start searching breast cancer survivor, hashtag breast cancer survivor on Instagram. Don't do that. Like it is so depressing. All you Ugh. see is like bald, sick looking women. <laughs> you don't see like breast cancer survivor thriving. Yes. Right. So, right. and I was looking for like no chemo, no radiation. Like I was looking for those hashtags. Also, you didn't really find much of that. And so um, there was this one woman and she looks so healthy, a beautiful black woman. She had these 
cut muscles and she had these pink boxing gloves. And she said that she had been healed. And it said something like no chemo, no radiation. Now, Erica, that's what I saw. Do you know that I have gone back to every single one of her posts and I have never seen the no chemo, no radiation that I saw that night. It was so, it's such a God thing. Mm. Um, and maybe she edited it. I don't know. But anyway, so I reach out to her and I say, listen, I know you don't know me. I've just been diagnosed. Um, can you please, and I'm looking to do, you know, no chemo, no radiation. Can you tell me what you did? Or I said, do you have a podcast or a blog or somewhere where you documented your journey? And the reason I asked her this was because I understood that I didn't want her to do any labor on my behalf. I didn't want to have to make her relive whatever she had just been delivered from. But mm. maybe if she had documented the journey, I could just watch. And also, I can see in retrospect now, because one of the things God told me to do on July 4th was to document the journey. And so I could see now in retrospect why it's so important for every single one of us to be documenting our journey because people are going to ask you, once you get healed, people are going to ask you how you did it. What have yep. you been doing? And maybe, maybe you don't hear the you are cancer free, all clear, but you do get the good news of you are stable. Yeah. And whatever you're doing is working and these tumors are not growing and it's not spreading. So you're free to live your healthy life. So there are some people that are just, they just want to stay alive. Yeah. And so they want to know how you did it. And we can look at people who have been diagnosed for decades and they still have active cancer, but they're still thriving and alive. So I feel like I just need to give this word for someone out there is that if you haven't gotten your all clear yet, but you are stable, that alone is caused to give God a praise and a worship because none of us are promised tomorrow. So right. there could be someone walking down the street that does not have a shred of cancer, but then they get killed. God protect them, but then they get killed in some random way. So it is such a joy and a delight and a pleasure that we are all here today listening to this podcast and sharing and encouraging one another. Yes. Okay, so she responded to me the very next morning. And Erica, you know that her first message to me was sis. She didn't know me. Turns out she too was a follower of Christ and mm -hmm. a believer and she said, my husband and I did all these videos on Facebook. I'll send them to you. I'm traveling right now, but here's my phone number. And she gave me her phone number and mm. she said, call her anytime. Turns out she lived only two hours away from me here in Florida. Wow. The Lord is so good. I getting all the, the, oh. the Holy ghost bumps, Michelle, yeah. <laughs> you're with me. I know you're here. I know you're, your Holy spirit is allowing your spirit to just look at this conversation right now. So she tells me about a clinic that she went to and the Gerson therapy and the Gerson therapy is 13 cold pressed organic juices, five coffee enemas, endless supplements and pills to restore your immune system. And the diet is intense. It's all vegan, all organic, no nuts, no seeds, no salt, no oil, no legumes. I mean, no flavor <laughs> is what I like to joke and say. And so I went down to a clinic in Mexico. I, I immediately ordered the book Healing the Gerson Way. So if you don't have the financial means to go to a clinic or hire the fancy doctors, you can read the book. The book tells you exactly how to do it step by step. The book tells you which cancers it works for and which other diseases, because it's not just good for cancer. It's good for psoriasis and all kinds of other um, ailments, Crohn's disease, whatever. So is Crohn's disease one? Maybe not. Don't, don't call me on that one, but it does tell you all of the diseases that it will work for and will not. And so I started reading the Gerson Way book, I started doing coffee enemas in my house right away. I was terrified of those, by the way, because to me, like that's an exit. Nothing belongs up there. But the good news is for anybody that's a little nervous about coffee enemas is that there's a red catheter. It is very, very small. It is like smaller than the size of the my pinky tip. It's made of rubber and it does not hurt. You might feel uncomfortable at first, especially if you have not had good bowel movements lately. So the first enema or two might be difficult for you to hold because you're 
compacted, you're impacted, right? But after that, I tell you what, it's like the best part of my day. I do them still to this day and I love it. And I should also preface that the Gerson therapy is a um, two-year protocol. And then after the two years, you, you start getting foods introduced again. You can have some healthy fats and whatever. Your doctor can help you decide. But, but there is a maintenance protocol. So I did this. Erica, it's hard. It is very hard. It is very time consuming. That became literally my full-time job. I still worked, um, but it was very, very hard to keep up with. I had to come up with all kinds of tips and tricks. And even though the protocol says that your juices have to be fresh in, you know, like every hour, there were some times where I just didn't have the luxury of having a fresh in that hour. So I would juice for three hours, like three hours worth of juices. And I'd pack those up and take them with me. You do the best that you can. Now, here's the interesting thing. Remember, I told you that on July 4th at 3.25 p.m. On, in the year of 2019, God told me in prayer that I would be healed from breast cancer within 30 days and I had to fast and whatever. On or around day 21, I was out to lunch with my family and I had packed my own stuff because by this time I'm all into the Gerson way. Um, I packed my own food and I started eating and I realized, oh, no, I'm supposed to be fasting. Like it's not four o'clock. It was two o'clock. And I said, God, please, please, please don't take my healing. I'm sorry. Forgive me. And I heard God say to me, your healing was never contingent upon your willpower or your ability to keep the fast. Your healing has always been contingent upon your faith in me that I would heal you. And the fasting was just a demonstration of your faith. Wow. So good. So good. And on the 24th day of that fast, I got the phone call that there was no evidence of disease, that my margins were clear, and I am now four years cancer-free. Praise God. The Praise blood of the Jesus. Lord Almighty. And I declare in the name of Jesus, yes. through the blood of Jesus and the stripes that he bore for me on the cross, that I will be satisfied with long life, according to Psalm 91, and that I shall be cancer free all the very long, long, long days of my life. That was another thing is that I read Psalm 91 every single day. And I really anchored into that verse that says, with long life, shall you be satisfied? He who dwells in the shelter of the Almighty right? In the, in the resting place of the Lord. And there are so many other Bible verses that says that the Lord desires that our life would be long, 70, 80 years even. And so we need to declare that promise over our life. Isaiah says to put God in remembrance. So I remind God, like, God, you said that I would be healed. You said that I would be satisfied with long life, you, even 70, 80 years. So Lord, don't even take me and not even one minute before my 80th birthday. And I ask that you would give me even more than that. Give me even 95, 96, even 100 years of healthy life where I have my mind and my faculties about me, Lord. Hmm. Oh, I love all of that. Wow. I know one of the questions I get asked a lot is how do you hear the voice of God? Hmm. I mean, I literally like almost on a daily basis, I think it's important to, to have that foundation with mm -hmm. God, you know, just in case something like this happens, because I'm telling you, as you know, it's, yep. you have to know the voice of God for, I mean, for any situation, really. The first way to know the voice of God is to know the word of God. Yes. So you have to be in the Bible. There's yes. no way around. Well, okay. Let me take that back. There are some people that for whatever reason, God has already like just touched them. Right. That's not to say that we don't all get access to the voice of God because we do, but everyone has a different set of gifts. And yes. then through prayer and through relationship with God, we can ask for these additional gifts. Okay. So the Bible talks about all the gifts that are available out there and all the gifts that we get to have. Like we all have the gift to perform signs, miracles, and wonders in his name. That is in the gospel. Yep. Go read it for yourself and ask God, Lord, give me the gift of healing. And let me start with healing myself first. Yes. Right now, God revealed to me years ago that I was a healer 
And first of all, I ran from that because the only awareness that I had of healers were um, new age healers, right? People that were practicing divinity and all kinds of, art, you know, black magic or whatever. And I was like, well, I don't want to be that kind of healer. Like, so, so, so maybe I'm not a healer, but I kept, but God kept telling me, no, you are, you are a healer, you are a healer. And then I had to learn for myself that I was a healer by birthright, by, by according to the gospel, and the gospel says that you have the ability and the authority, it says the authority, not just the ability, the authority and the power through the blood of Jesus Christ that, would, that God, Jesus left it to us. And that's the thing about the enemy is that the enemy is very tricky and the enemy will try to tell you like, no, 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 that's not for you. That's not for you because look, those people over there, they're practicing it. And you have to know that you have to be able to discern. Mm -hmm discernment is also a gift from God. So the first thing I would do is I would pray, Lord, remove the scales from my eyes, unclog my ears, give me the gift of discernment and the gift of discerning of spirits. So that when I encounter my friend, my doctor, my, my uh, family member, I can see the spirits that are operating through them because everyone has some sort of spirits attached because we live in this world. And who is the God of this world? The lowercase g God of this world is Satan. It says in the Bible that this is Satan's playground. Really, he has authority to do all kinds of stuff to us. Look in, in the book of Job, right? God said, oh, that you in the book of Job, it talks about how Satan walked into heaven, which always baffled me. Like, how does Satan get to walk into heaven? But God lets him pop his head in every now and again. I sometimes wonder if maybe God is like still even giving Satan the opportunity to repent. I wonder if God, wow, God, thank you for this revelation. Hold on, Erica. We're having this real-time revelation. I wonder if God loves us so much, all of us, every single one of us that he's still even giving Satan an opportunity to repent. And that's why we're still having this experience. I don't know, but somebody better test that spirit. Go into the word of God and see. But God knows how it starts and how it ends. So, so Satan walks into to heaven and God says, hey, where are you coming from? And the enemy says, I just came from, you know, wandering the earth, looking around, seeing who I'm going to mess with today. And then God said, have you considered my servant Job? You understand that some of the tests and the trials and tribulations that we're going through, God is allowing to happen. Now you might ask, why would a loving, merciful God allow this to happen? And it is so that we can turn to God so that we can fall on our face. Sometimes God will give us a blessing or a curse to get our attention. Sometimes God will allow generational curses to remain intact so that we can go in and petition and be the ones like God is trying to break generations of poverty, of oppression, of disease, of delay, of setback, of hurt, of wound, of offense, of anxiety, of fear that has been attached to your bloodline. And God is trying to use you to be the breaker of these curses. And how could God get your attention? I don't know, maybe through a cancer diagnosis. I don't know, maybe through your bank account drying up. God forbid, God protect, God bless every single one of you under the sound of my voice. So, gosh, I did not mean for this to be a full on blown sermon, but how do we hear the voice of God is we have to know the word of God and we have to know that sometimes God allows these things to happen, not because he's angry with us, not because he desires ill will for us, but because he's trying to get our attention and he's trying to show us how to hear his word, how to be in relationship with him. So ask God to reveal to you why you got this cancer diagnosis in the first place. Ask God to reveal to you what lessons that you're supposed to be learning through this journey. Ask God to speak to you in a way that is unmistakable. And then go before the Lord, read the word of God. Get, I have um, the one-year Bible. I love the one-year Bible. It's just a couple pages. Read it each day. Get curious. So here's the thing. Oh, okay. Another revelation. Thank you, Lord. I hear it. When we are in this situation, and I know because I was there, when I was actively dealing with cancer, I was reading the word of God to see for evidence of healing. Like, talk to me about the healing part. 
uh, forget about all this and forget about all these stories. Give me the, the healing passages only so that I can get healed and saved, right? But I discovered that that, that misses the point. Mm. So when you do your devotion and you're reading and you're like, mm, none of this seems to apply to me right now. In that moment, say, God, what is, what is it that you're trying to show me here? What's the revelation? Is this for me? Or am I reading this story because you have someone in my life that is going to be dealing with a situation like this and I need to be armed and equipped with this story so that I can empower them. Cause when I first read the story of Job, I read it when nothing was wrong in my life. And I was like, God, Oh, I didn't even want to read about all these bad things, you know, but then today I get to share the story of Job with you and tell you, right. Um, the, another thing too, some parts of the Bible are really, really boring. I said it. Some parts are, you know, Erica, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Some parts, yeah, in the beginning too, and it's like, and, and Ephraim had this, and Joseph had that son, and these were the seven tribes, and these were the, da, 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 da. and you're like, oh, I can skip through that. Sure, maybe you could, but there's a reason that we get that lineage, and that is because at some point people are going to question and refute who Jesus is and whether Jesus is the Messiah. And if you look back through that lineage, you'll see like, oh, no, no, no. This is why Jesus is the Messiah. Another thing, there are also parts in the um, in the Old Testament where they're telling you how the walls were built and the, you know, 18,000 cubics and this and that and eight, what stones. You know, the revelation I got was mm -hmm. that we're being allowed to see that part of the story and that part of the journey, just to show you how precise the Lord is mm -hmm. and how detailed it is and the intricacies that go on in our life. If you even consider the human body, if you look at the brain, do you know that there are 81 billion at least neurons in the brain firing every single day. And by the way, I wish I could show you a picture of what one neuron firing looks like. One neuron firing is like a full branch of, I don't like, like eight different branches. Now imagine 80 billion of those just activated throughout on it at any moment of the day. And that's just in your brain. And then look at your lymphatic system and how it was designed and how intricate it is. And then look at your veins and then look at the fingerprint and recognizing that every fingerprint is different. Almost 8 billion people in the world and no two fingerprints are alike. God is doing things in ways that our brains could not even comprehend. And so if you want to hear the voice of God, the word of God says, my sheep know my voice. In order to know the voice of God, you have to know the word of God. Because when the enemy starts trying to be sneaky, sneaky, tricky, tricky, you'll be able to discern like, um, but the Bible does not say that at all. And now let's say you're like me and you haven't read the full Bible yet. So you don't even know what it might say. This is where the Bible does say, test the spirits. So you go into prayer and say, God, I think I heard this. Is this you Lord? And then go to Google. What does the Bible say about this? What does the Bible say about that? Right. I feel like, I don't know why, but I'm just going to say this. This might be someone listening two years from now. You might be praying for a man or a woman. And that person is currently attached to someone else. They might be married. And you're like, but God, he said he's going to leave them. And, and I'm just waiting. And I'm just, what does the Bible say? God is never going to put it in your heart or in your best interest for you to have someone else's spouse. God is never going to put it in your best interest for you to be pining over an, un uh, an attached person. So then you go and say, well, God, break this off of me. Right. So there are so many things that right now might be holding your thoughts captive. And I would just go into prayer and fasting and ask God to break it. Okay. That's it. You better stop me, Erica, because I'll just <laughs> keep going. Well, gosh, so time is running out and I, I want to talk about your book. So Rachel, you wrote a book and oh my gosh, it's called permission to offend. Well, first of all, everything about that book just captivates me. The color 
just the boldness and then that title. Of course, as I've you know gotten to know you a little bit, your feisty little personality, that title just fits you so perfectly. But <laughs> I earned a trip uh, with my immune system company and we just got back from the Bahamas and I was like, okay, I, I got to read this book. And so I actually will... I'm known for buying books, but then they just, you know, probably order five a week and they just sit there and I never get around to reading them or, you know, because I'm doing, you know, cancer coaching, I'll, I'll just mm -hmm. kind of grab information for my clients or whatnot, but literally read that book in like, I don't know, like in maybe two hours. Wow. It was so amazing. Well, just because the way that you have everything just kind of in sections and mm. points. I, I mean, it, the way you, your style is, it Thank really you. grabbed my attention. So let's talk about this book. And let me ask you this though. Do you mm -hmm. feel like that book was brewing in you before the cancer diagnosis? Yes. Do you feel almost okay. You do. No, this book was, this book was in me. The, the first time I said the words, you have to give yourself permission to offend was in October of 2018. Okay. I was at a conference and, and a woman said, you know, like, I'm afraid to offend people. And I said, offend them. You have to give yourself permission to offend sometimes. So mm. it, it was in me, but I did not, let me rephrase the title and the concept of giving yourself permission to offend was in me. What the book ultimately became, that the journey, the whole journey from A to Z, you know, dealing with cancer, having to offend the doctors and really having to go to battle for myself, for what I believe, for my convictions. Just the way you said, you know, people look at you like you're crazy. People looked at me like I was crazy. There's a part in the book where um, you'll read about an interaction that I had with my mom of, of my, bi my biological mom passed away, but my, my godmother raised me and that's why I call my mom. So um, there's an interaction that I have with my mom about her and me having to stand up to even my own mother, to my husband, to everyone that was questioning my choices that I knew were right for me. Yes. Yes. That, that's it right there. Oh my gosh. So if, if we lived that way and we, we literally stayed, like I said, true to our creator and true to ourselves, I feel like there'd be a lot of Things yes. would be a lot different for us in our lives. So I love that. That's like what we talked about in the beginning of the conversation. And then, yeah, well, so where can people find you and how sure. do they find this book? Well, since you're already listening to a podcast, I would say, go ahead and search for my podcast, Permission to Offend. I'd love to have you subscribe and become an empathetic offender with us over there. And if you're not familiar what an empathetic offender is, you can grab a copy of my book, Permission to Offend, and you will learn that's one of the offender identities. Uh, I am on Instagram at Girl Confident with a T at the end. And if you just want to get on my free Coach Friday email newsletter, you can go over to rachelluna.com. Perfect. Oh, I love all that. Oh my goodness. Well, is there anything that you'd want to say to the listeners? I have a variety of people that listen to the show, people who are, like I said, doing a mix of integrative and conventional. So I'm just doing conventional, but we can all benefit from, yeah. you know, the mindset piece, the faith sure. part, tapping into all of that. So what would you want to say? I would say, test the spirit, take it all to God and just trust that you know what's best for you. Even if other people do not understand it, even if it does not make sense in the natural world, the Bible says that we wage not against the flesh, but against principalities and spirits in another dimension. So trust that where God is leading you is for you. Mm, I love that. That's so good. And I, I completely agree with that. So Oh, well, thank you so much for being a guest today. Thank you, Erica. Thank you so much for having me. And shout out to Kayla for connecting us. Yes. Thank you for listening to the show. My prayer is that the podcast encouraged you and filled you with hope. If you loved what you heard today and you would like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post it on social media, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. To catch the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at It's Erica Matthews and join my Hope and Healing for Cancer Facebook group. Remember this, anything worth having takes work. See you next week for a new episode.